Hello and welcome to Your Active's AgriFood podcast. I'm Gerardo Fortuna. And I'm Natasha Fett. And here's your weekly update on all things agriculture and food from Your Active's AgriFood team. This week, Spanish presidency priorities, pesticides leak, and the nature restoration law vote explained. Welcome back. Welcome back. Aha. So you told me off every single week the last few weeks for saying welcome back. I was about to say something more direct, but... Go on then. I have a question for you. Okay. When was the last time that we had a European uh, exclusive? I mean, every day. We just smash indeed, them out of the park. Indeed. <laughs> but I was referring mostly to the, uh, you know, the exclusive that we had of the bug... You Stink know, uh, bug. Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> we had the mating call. Oh yeah. yeah, we we played. We were the first ones. Indeed, potentially the only ones. <laughs> potentially the only. No, no, no. There was. I haven't a, checked since. To be fair, they told me that there was a documentary on the English TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually playing the mating call of the stink bug on the see, podcast. Just to be indeed. clear for everyone that's listening. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, and so it then, was like two years ago. If you if you want to. <laughs> Hardcore. Listen again to You're the, a hardcore fan. Are, I, I've been contacted by people saying that it's like, uh, um, you know, they use it to sleep. Like before sleep, oh. they just play the mating call. Nature's symphony. Indeed. Beautiful. Indeed. So is this exclusive we got today bigger or smaller than the stink bug? It's big. It's big. Bigger than the stink bug? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty yeah. big. Because this time... We anticipated both the European the EU Council and European Parliament. Well, because we have with us the Spanish Agriculture Minister Luis Planas uh, t- talking to us and explaining basically the priorities of the Spanish presidency. Mm-hmm. So it's an uh, it's an exclusive. It's an exclusive for the first I mean, one. Usually, this kind of stuff happen in the Parliament in. A specific well, presumably hearing. it will happen in a hearing in the parliament. Yeah. But you don't have to listen to that anymore. Indeed. You're welcome, everyone. You just listen to us. Indeed. And uh, so let's uh, directly hear what he has to say. Yeah, from the horse's mouth. There is an uh, overarching uh, priority concerning not only uh, agriculture and uh, fisheries, but also food. That is the one related to food security and uh, food safety. That is number one. Uh, we have discovered uh, through COVID uh, and through Ukraine war that uh, uh, food, uh, food uh, security is not uh, as uh, 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 secure as uh, uh, we were uh, supposing uh, to, and that the fragilities of the food chain and the agri-food chain production uh, have been uh, revealed. So I think that uh, for Spain uh, holding the rotating presidency, and particularly in the uh, summit that we had in Granada in October, the question of the strategic uh, autonomy of the EU will be basic. And that uh, includes uh, defense, security, energy, but also food. So that's uh, the first point. The second one is the new technologies uh, related to food production. We have uh, precision agriculture. We are improving uh, irrigation. 
we are trying to use uh, less uh, pesticides and phytosanitary products, but that means that we have to increase the productivity if we want uh, to match uh, the equation between population and uh, agri-food production. What that means, that means that we have to use not only new technologies, but also new instruments like uh, the new genomic techniques. Uh, the Commission will uh, present the paper on the new genomic techniques uh, in uh, July, and uh, they will be the central team for the informal council that will be held in Cordoba in the beginning of uh, September. Their uh, subject uh, is uh, about uh, CAP, the Common Agriculture Policy, that is a basic European instrument to support not only uh, farming production, but also our rural areas. Uh, we have uh, established this time for this round from 23 to 27, uh, a complete change of orientation, including the national strategic plans and uh, the ecological transition also for the primary sector. We will take a stock on the basis of a report for the, of the Commission by uh, December this year, on the end of the presidency. That will be an important also uh, objective for the presidency. And the fourth one uh, is the one to the rural areas. Uh, what is the role of the rural areas in the, can we say, the 21st century in the European Union? This is a debate that we used to have in the, in, uh, in the Union each uh, seven, eight years. The conference of Siguenza will be an uh, extraordinary occasion for member states with the Commission to see exactly what we, uh, how we intend to support the rural world, uh, to have, can we say, not only food production, but also equality of chances. Uh, with the people living in the urban, urban areas. Uh, on fisheries, uh, three basic uh, subjects. The first one, the decarbonization of the, of the, fishes, uh, of the fishing activities. Uh, this is a key element. Uh, we think uh, that that includes uh, two aspects. How we can, on short term, apply uh, the new experiences and techniques uh, to uh, have uh, uh, a carbon-free uh, uh, fleet uh, by uh, 2050. But uh, not only this uh, short term, we need to look to the medium-long term. Uh, we will, that will be the central theme, uh, theme for the informal meeting in uh, Vigo that we had uh, the 17th and 18th uh, July. And on this medium long term, I always uh, say, and I think that is a basic assumption, that uh, we cannot do uh, efficient and sustainable fisheries in the 21st century using the boats and uh, the fishing boats of the 20th century. So that means uh, technology, but also that means uh, uh, a change uh, uh, that needs uh, investment and budget support and uh, that means uh, regulatory, regulatory changes. So that will be the first objective. Uh, the second one will be the one related to the 
the fishing extracting activity and agriculture as a mean also and contribution to the food security I mentioned, uh, I mentioned uh, before. And the third one are the changes in the tax and quotas uh, negotiations and uh, fixation each year. Uh, we think that uh, the system as it works is a bit old fashioned. Uh, we uh, begin a, a two or three days meeting uh, uh, evolving from uh, on the basis of the scientific reports and having a discussion of what are the, 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 the things that we can achieve uh, in the different uh, species. Uh, we think that from a business point of view, it makes sense taking into account that these scientific reports not only last for one year, but some of them last for two or three years to try to establish tax and quotas for some species on a multi-annual basis. The Commission has just accepted this principle and uh, we will uh, have a premiere next December in the Council having these multi-annual uh, quotas. These are the basic, uh, the basic uh, subjects for the Presidency. I have to include in the list also very important legislative files uh, that uh, will be part uh, and will declinate these basic principles. For example, the discussion on the phytosanitary products reduction. They have been a proposal of the Commission. We had an intense discussion in the Council in parallel with Parliament. And now we are waiting for a supplementary impact uh, study, impact report. Uh, it will be discussed during the Spanish presidency. And we hope to have uh, some uh, basic, uh, can we say, uh, guidelines or conclusions uh, to progress the work. It will be very difficult to achieve it before the European elections or uh, June 24, but we will try to do our best uh, to advance in the discussion. The same uh, will be done, as I said before, concerning NGTs. My objective, the, president, the Spanish presidency objective, is to have political conclusions during the semester. Uh, that precedes, uh, can we say, the legislative uh, part of the, of the work. Uh, also, we will conclude the, the very important file on geographical indications. The trilogues uh, will be held during the Swedish, but also Spanish presidency. I hope that we can uh, finish this uh, file during our presidency. And there will be discussions. We depend a lot on the, can we say, on the Commission proposals, on the working program of the Commission probably on the sustainable uh, food production, on uh, issues like front labeling, but we depend, is a question mark on the proposal from the Commission. And other subjects, uh, can we say, mix with uh, Environment Council, like the one, for example, of restoration of nature that has been debated this week in, uh, in Parliament, and is, a, is a, can we say, spicy, uh, if I can say, uh, file and, uh, and others, but that will be the basic, can we say, the basic content of the presidency, uh, very dense, very important, very challenging. We are on a day, a, the end of a mandate, uh, mm, uh, only uh, uh, the last uh, uh, meeting, plenary meeting of the European Parliament will be had in April. So we had that uh, we have very few time to close legislative fights, not only for us,
but also for the trio presidencies, for the Belgian presidency that will follow up. And uh, we are also coordinated with the Hungarian presidency that will be held on the second half of 2024. Uh, I have to say too, that uh, even uh, uh, having a general election uh, in the 23rd of July in Spain, we intend uh, to play our role as uh, presidents of the Union. Can we say the same way? We have the experience of our four uh, president uh, presidencies, but also uh, the work of our administration and the EU administration. So we intend uh, to follow up the, uh, the, can we say, the objectives I just mentioned and to achieve positive results for, for the Union. Um, but that's not all he told us. But we haven't, the, we haven't uh, put everything on the podcast, mainly because it was in Spanish. <laughs> it was in Spanish. We had the interview in Spanish. <laughs> not in English. Um, so, but, so we do have an article as well coming out on the other questions that we asked, and it was very interesting. So I do invite you all um, to check that out. That's published to, today. We, we even asked the, our classic question, which is, <laughs> like, what, what are your thoughts about the DG food? Uh, so basically having a directorate general that uh, uh, it's not involving only agriculture, but nutrition. Food more, food. yeah. yeah oh, I mean, considering, he basically argued. Oh, don't, no, no, no. Now you have to go and check out the article if you want to know okay. what he said. Okay, that's okay. right, that's right. Indeed. Of course, it was the, the, the peak of our week uh, last week. Uh, this peak interview. of the week. <laughs> peak of the week. <laughs> uh, the interview was, uh, with uh, Luis Planas. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also... Well, I'd say you had another peak of the week. Yeah. And you had a sneak peak of the week. A sneak peak of the week, indeed, Ooh. indeed. Because uh, uh, I got my hands on the... League. A draft, a league, a league. <laughs> Uh, the draft of the impact assessment, uh, the famous impact assessment. Famous in, in our circles. Yeah. Maybe, you, remember maybe, the story. maybe you need to explain it slightly. You remember the story, Tash? Oh, I remember the story. Yeah, because you, you wrote the story. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the story? I, I, I'm supposed to say it. Okay, yes, so you're the one with the big leak, the sneak peek leak. You remember that the... EU ministers asked the Commission to come up with a study complementing the existing mm. impact assessment because, as you know, every proposal from the EU, uh, from the Commission, uh, is accompanied with some impact mm-hmm. assessment. This is the proposal on the? The sustainable use of pesticide regulation. Yes. So basically the uh, plan to cut pesticide use and risk enough by 2030, so tomorrow. Basically, seven years down the line. Yeah, yeah. in uh, in uh, EU in the EU timeline is tomorrow. Uh, But you remember that in March uh, the ministers uh, formally requested to have an additional impact assessment because there is some concerns about mostly food security. So they said that uh, uh, an extra impact assessment was necessary because of what happening in uh, Ukraine. Uh, and in general for increased concerns for global food security as well as droughts and and, uh, extreme weather condition. Mm -hmm. Uh, The commission said yes in March. Uh, We're going to give you additional inputs, but they already warned 
there's nothing much to add. Well, it's true that in six months, I mean, you can't expect them to commission. Yeah. The commission to commission. <laughs> a whole new stuff. I mean, so, there wasn't going to be like groundbreaking stuff coming through. I mean, potentially there was some research already in the works, but, you know. Also, because, uh, yeah, we're talking about a basically literary review. Yeah. Like a review of all the publication uh, which could give the basis, the knowledge basis for uh, for creating this impact assessment. Mm. So we got this uh, 218 long page mm-hmm. um, draft uh, in, in which basically the, the commission addre- addresses the economic impact of the pesticide plan. Um, of course, the, the most relevant part was the um, the impact on food security. And in this sense, the commission kind of downplay the dismissed some might say Mm. yeah indeed Um, they basically say that the largest impact on crops uh, will be uh, the largest impact will be on crops having little or no impact on food security Mm. I found the crops they chose quite interesting though what was it grapes grape tomato hops grape tomato hops so wine beer uh, tomato sauce. Yeah, but uh, to be fair, I, I remember when there was the in July, no, in uh, in the sun, last summer, they presented the first uh, projections of the pesticide cuts, and I remember that in Italy and France, the the biggest issues was for uh, winemakers. Mm. Um, well, I mean, the Mediterranean countries are going to go mad over this. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's always been taking away uh, their tomatoes and their wine, and yeah, 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 yeah. This is everything. this is even worse than nutrients. Take away their after. soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, another interesting aspect is that uh, when they were talking about the increase in crop prices, uh, they said that the this would have transposed not really on the desired pro- higher product production costs, not really on the consumer. Uh, price, but mostly on the feed prices. Mm. So, to so livestock uh, producers, livestock producer, yeah. So, right. if we can, like, I mean, according to the commission, the most hit would have w- will be, of course, the winemakers, uh, beer makers, and so on, but also livestock producers, mm-hmm. livestock farmers, and. Um, because they say that the share of commodity cost on uh, total production cost for food products is smaller than for feed. Mm. Uh, so this is another interesting aspect, but you can find all the the other info. The nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty <laughs> on uh, the article that we published last week. Mm-hmm. But it's not everything. Everything's going on recently, isn't it? Yeah. There's loads yeah. of things going on. Um, yeah, not the only thing that um, that was exciting this week. It's been a pretty, uh, last week, sorry. It was a pretty fiery week for the EU's nature restoration law as well, which uh, survived to live another day of parliamentary scrutiny last week. There was this vote in the European uh, Parliament's Environment Committee. And this was, I think, safe to say, extremely touch and go. Like, I mean, I think, you know, we often throw around things like, oh, it's like, you know, a knife edge of this, you know, this, but this proposal was really to the, to the grain. I mean, it was split 50-50 in the end. There was this motion to reject the law completely and there were 44 in favour and 44 44. against, which also sparked a whole round of confusion amongst the journalists. Like even the phrase like rejected the rejection 
the yeah. double net, yeah the double is a whole thing to, where to we be were fair like, the specialist journalists are kind of uh, used to this kind of uh, yeah but it's because this vote uh, I, I'm I'm not criticizing our colleagues from uh, journalist media but <laughs> <laughs> but I am <laughs> but of course, this vote uh, attracted a lot of uh, interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a bit like, you know, when, the, when there was a discussion on the Trump policy on the veggie burger. Mm. And the, Everyone it, thought that yeah. the whole 270 billion policy came down to one. In, indeed. One burger yeah. issue, yeah. And, uh, and they were basically colleagues asking us uh, what's going on. Because, I mean, it, it's difficult even to understand what's happening in, uh, like, I mean, you can even have the voting list of the amendments, but in the end, what really happens is not that clear. It was even not clear in the room. I mean, it started yeah, off yeah, yeah. with there being too many MEPs. Pascal Canfin, who's the chair of the of the MV committee, happened to kick people out. There were too many EPP and ECR, apparently, and so he was having to kick them out. Then there was just a rain of confusion. Apparently, there was a mix of um, putting hands up and digital votes and people not being sure what was being voted when and what was happening. Um, Can we say that it, it, it was even... Um, uh, Fun, not funnier, but I mean, uh, I enjoy it uh, more than watching House of Cards or Borg. And, wow, that says a lot about right, you. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, amongst your active journalists, uh, who I won't name, there was the, we had a nature restoration law WhatsApp group, which Imagine. was just, you know, constant, I can't, what's happening, can't believe this is happening. Yeah, no. Well, I don't know. The wild lives we lead, huh? Now you're gonna, we're going to receive a lot of requests uh, from uh, listeners. <laughs> to I want to be in that group. group. I want to be in that yeah. group. But basically, what, when it came down to it, yes, so the rejection was rejected, meaning that the law, you know, wasn't outright rejected, basically, by MEPs. Um, but it's not yet out of the woods just yet because actually the lawmakers ran out of time due to the thousands of amendments that were tabled um, which means the committee vote has been postponed to the 27th of June this means we had a weird situation where actually both sides the ones for the law and the ones against the law actually claimed some kind of victory here because obviously there was a postponement but also it wasn't rejected Um, neither side were winners actually in reality Um, either way the text is heading for plenary probably in July, so it also will face. And uh, now I think it's a bit uh, face a whole new round of of. You know, I don't know if if they can table it for July now, because the the vote is in the end of June. The end of June. Well, they still well, for now I think the idea is still to go ahead in July, but let's see. Yeah, well, as yeah. we've learned with this law and these other contentious texts, you know, all kinds of things can happen. I, I'm still not particularly optimist about the positive outcome of this uh, natural restoration law mm. because uh, even if they win the the go-ahead from the MVMEPs, the plenary is overall less ambitious than the MVG meet. Mm. It also, also not forgetting that it also has to pass in the council as well, which is getting a lot yeah. less attention these days just because the parliament has become so fraught and fiery. Just because the parliament allow camera uh, journalists in the room. <laughs> But there's also been all kinds of things going on at the council. Um, this week, there was a revised text that was circulated amongst member states. Um, on Friday, they were still in discussion at the Coropa level. There was no you know, imminent agreement. Coropa level is the, the meeting of uh, European ambassadors. The meeting of European ambassadors, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not clear that there's going to be an agreement struck here. And actually, there's also talks that some countries, for example, Sweden, which is obviously the current holder of the of the EU rotating presidency, and the winner of the Eurovision, 
and the winner of Eurovision um, said they will not vote for the text. So already there's some, yeah, some things to watch also at that level. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. It's also true that we are really at the end of the mandate. No, the, the interesting thing is also, okay, there's a political situation, but to be fair, the entire uh, uh, lawmaking process, is, it relies on some kind of coordination between the political groups. So even this, I, I understand that the DPP is doing this for uh, electoral reasons. Well, say. that's not what they say, but... Yeah, but... But that's what in, everyone else says. <laughs> yeah. So, but at the same, at the certain, uh, at the same time, they're a bit undermining the positive outcomes or of other dossiers because uh, if you like, if you, it's about trust with other um, political groups, uh, even if to, to uh, even to push uh, their own uh, dossiers. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I still think that it's a bit too early to play this kind of games for electoral reason, but it's a personal opinion, of course. It's too early for me. I have to be coping with this for another year. Of course, of course. I mean, I, f- there are several studies in uh, political science. They say that the voters are basically, uh, you need to catch the voters three months, two months, sometimes two weeks before the election. Uh, mm. So maybe it's a bit too early. At the same time, it's, also, it, it's, it's even a bit difficult to communicate this kind of uh, obscure voting parliament committee to voters. So, I don't know, I don't know. But, of course, um, let's see how it goes. Uh, there's uh, still another vote on uh, uh, the end of, in, in the end of June. In the MV committee? In the MV committee. Yeah, 20, 20, 27th. 27th. 27 and then uh, so in, two, in one week and a half we can relive the fun all <laughs> over again hopefully shorter than uh, last time yeah let's see that's all from us this week this week like every week your active agri-food podcast was produced by your active agri-food team Gerardo Fortuna and Natasha Foot with the technical support of Evi Chiori you can also find this podcast on all major streaming platforms that includes Amazon, Apple, Spotify and Stitcher. And be sure to subscribe to our brief so that you don't miss the latest news from the EU. I'm Natasha Foote. Thanks so much for listening and see you next week. <laughs>